0: Welcome to the College Investor Audio Show, where we talk about the biggest issues impacting millennial money, from student loan debt, to side hustles, to building wealth. We will show you how to get out of debt so that you can build real wealth for the future. Hello and welcome to the show today. We are so glad you're here as we take a look at the difference between prepaid tuition and 529 plans and their benefits and which one is best for you, or at least help make that decision, so let's get right to it. So first of all, prepaid tuition plans and 529 college savings plans are specialized savings accounts used for future college costs. You know this. Prepaid tuition plans act like defined benefit plans, while 529 plans act like defined contribution plans. There are other significant similarities and differences between them. Let's dive right in. First of all, what is prepaid tuition? What is that? A prepaid tuition plan actually enables you to buy tomorrow's tuition at today's prices. It locks in the cost of college so that a year of tuition is always worth a year of tuition. Prepaid tuition plans offer peace of mind by locking in those tuition rates. The money is invested by the plan administrator to try to provide a hedge against college tuition inflation, which has been awful the past 10, 15 years or so. This works well when the stock market is booming and tuition increases are modest. But, during an economic downturn and for a few years afterward, tuition rates do increase at above-average rates and stock prices plummet, squeezing the prepaid tuition plan from two directions. Many prepaid tuition plans suffer from actuarial shortfalls, where the prepaid tuition plan's assets are insufficient to cover the projected future college costs. Some prepaid tuition plans are guaranteed by the full faith and credit of the state. But it's unclear what that actually means in practice. Prepaid tuition plans typically react to actuarial shortfalls by closing to new investment, ending the plans, and reducing the value of the benefits. Prepaid tuition plans also charge a premium on top of current tuition rates to cover anticipated shortfalls. The premiums have increased, so the financial advantages of a prepaid tuition plan are not as good as they once were. The refund value of a prepaid tuition plan is also limited. Only 10 out of nearly two dozen original prepaid tuition plans are still open to new participants, including nine state prepaid tuition plans and the private college 529 plan. If you want to dive deeper on each state that offers the prepaid plan, you can find it at Collegeinvestor.com. copy and paste the title of the podcast right into the search bar, and you'll find it. I'll talk about that, how you can get that later in the podcast as well. Now let's talk about a 529 plan. We love these. There's tons of resources about this on our website, and we have lots of podcasts about it too. But a 529 plan provides tax and financial aid advantages, to help families invest money to pay for future educational expenses. Contributions to a 529 plan are made with after-tax dollars, so contributions are eligible for state income tax deductions or even tax credits in two-thirds of the states. Earnings grow on a tax-deferred basis. 529 distributions are tax-free if you use them to pay for qualified education expenses. 529 plans do not have annual contribution limits, but contributions are subject to gift tax limitations. A contributor can give up to the annual gift tax exclusion per beneficiary without incurring gift taxes. 529 plans also offer five-year gift tax averaging, sometimes called superfunding, which is treated as occurring ratably over a five-year period. 529 plans have aggregate contribution limits that vary by state, and most plans provide a menu of one to two dozen investment options, which is nice, like stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. All 529 plans offer dynamic investment options, such as age-based or enrollment date asset allocations, in addition to static investment options. There are two main types of plans, direct sold and advisor sold. Direct sold plans are managed by the state and have lower fees than advisor sold plans, which are managed by a financial advisor. Minimizing costs is going to be the key to maximizing net returns. Most families should choose a 529 that charges less than 1% in fees. There may be a trade-off between low fees and state income tax breaks, too. Generally, families should choose a 529 plan that charges lower fees until the child reaches high school, when they should switch new investment to the state's 529 plan if the state offers a state income tax break on contributions. Wyoming is the only state that doesn't offer a 529 plan. Most offer a direct-sold 529 and one or more advisor-sold 529 plans. So what are the differences between prepaid tuition and 529 plans? So both prepaid tuition and 529s offer tax and financial aid advantages, as well as other flexibilities. Distributions are tax-free if used to pay for qualified education expenses. The earnings portion of a non-qualified distribution is subject to income tax at the recipient's rate, plus a 10% penalty, plus possible recapture of state income tax breaks. If a dependent student owns a prepaid tuition plan or 529, It is reported as a parent asset on the FAFSA. This results, actually, in a lower impact on eligibility for need-based financial aid. The account owner has the option to change the beneficiary to a family member of the current beneficiary. Unlike the Coverdell Education Savings Account, maybe you've heard of those, there are no income restrictions on contributions to prepaid tuition plans or 529 plans. Both prepaid and 529s offer automatic investment options and families can save with both. However, there are significant differences between the two. State residency is a major factor, as prepaid tuition plans are limited to state residents, while most 529s are not. The Massachusetts prepaid tuition plan and the private college 529 plan are the only exceptions to this. Eligible colleges also differ, Prepaid tuition plans can only be used at public colleges in the state of purchase. If the student attends a private college or an out-of-state college, the family must pay the difference in cost. However, prepaid tuition plans can be rolled over to a 529 plan. Time and age limits also exist. Most prepaid tuition plans must be used within 10 years of normal college enrollment, with some states limiting it to 8 years. 15 years, or even 30 years. The private college 529 has a limit of 30 years. Some prepaid tuition plans also have age limits, such as age 30 and less still in college, with extensions to military service, or for military service, rather. So prepaid tuition plans have a limited open enrollment period, while families can open a 529 plan at any time. There are also differences in the definition of qualified expenses, just to make it more interesting for you. Qualified expenses for a prepaid tuition plan are limited to tuition and required fees. However, there's a longer list for 529 plans, and uh, these expenses include tuition, fees, books, supplies and equipment, cost of a computer, including peripherals like software and internet, special needs expenses, and room and board if the student is enrolled at least half-time. Additionally, 529 plans can be used to pay up to $10,000 per year in K-12 through tuition and up to $10,000 lifetime limit per borrower and student loan repayment for the student and the student's siblings. All really good things. So, that is our show for today as we took a little bit of a deep dive into prepaid tuition and 529s. If you want to find out more, just like I mentioned earlier, just type in the title of the podcast right into the search bar And you'll find this article with tons of information and resources for you just to make a better decision based on your family needs. Prepaid tuition, $529. Whatever it is, they both will help you save for college and limit all that debt. Thanks again for stopping by today, and we will talk to you again real soon.